Welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome to part two of our special show on the life and works of Ralph C. Smedley. And in this section, Sharon O'Neill is going to muse about how Dr. Smedley might have responded to an interview on irishtalkers.com. Take it away, Sharon. Welcome back, listeners, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters, and all the rest of you. Normally in the second segment of the Talk Show for Talkers here on Irish Radio International, we would have a guest and we would ask them the five questions, which you're all familiar with now at this stage. But we have no guest because this is about Ralph C. Smedley. And I wonder if we had Ralph C. Smedley with us today, what would his answers to the five questions be? For example, how would he answer what brought him to Toastmasters? I think an interpretation of that would be what led him to create Toastmasters in the first place. I think he was uniquely placed as a director of education at the YMCA to really engage with young men of his era and of the area to identify what the gap in the knowledge was. Working for an organisation like the Young Men's Christian Association, no matter what era you're working in, when you're involved in an organisation like that, that's about supporting people, that's a calling and it is a passion. And Ralph Smedley was able to take the passion that brought him to the YMCA in the first place and turn it into something very focused and extremely useful and use his position as director of education to fill the gap that was there. So what led him to Toastmasters, what brought him to Toastmasters, I think ultimately is passion and a genuine need to help or a genuine wish to support others in their personal growth and development. What has been the greatest benefit or what would have been the greatest benefit to Ralph C. Smedley of Toastmasters? I think there's probably a couple of things that you could take from that. He certainly learned to stay focused and to pick himself up after a perceived failure. He learned that if at first you don't succeed, keep on trying anyway. I think one of the benefits to him from the later years of Toastmasters International would certainly have been an immense sense of pride, I imagine, in seeing how successful his organisation and his concepts became. But having seen it myself as a mentor and a trainer, there is absolutely nothing like the buzz you get from participating in somebody else's journey. Simply walking the path with them and providing whatever little piece of support you can in their development is a gift that you never really truly understand until you experience it. We've said it so many times on this show before, watching somebody go from their icebreaker to their stage 10 and their competent communication manual and seeing the transformation in them, not only as a speaker and a presenter and the way that they develop all the speechcraft skills that come with that, but the invisible elements of the Toastmasters journey, where they grow in confidence, where they enjoy and learn to trust 
in the support and the genuine affection in the room for every effort that they make and how it translates into all the other areas of their lives their personal communications within their relationships their working lives and how it can feed into things like promotions better communications job changes all of these pieces of evidence that somebody is investing in their own personal growth and that you have had a tiny part to play in somebody becoming the best version of themselves is an absolute privilege and an honor. And I do think that Rob Smedley would have been acutely aware of that from the very beginnings of his journey. And I think it would have been one of the things that drove him to continually set up Toastmasters clubs wherever he went, because he would have had a taste of that. And he would have understood that that is a calling worth pursuing. So yes, I do think probably the greatest benefit to him would have been the joy of supporting someone else's development. What would Rav C. Smedley's greatest challenge in Toastmasters have been? I think similarly to the benefit, it would have been finding the resilience and the strength to keep going after successive Toastmasters clubs had failed once he had moved on from them. And there's a lot of self-reflection goes into something like that because when you create a project and when you're passionate about your vision and you believe you've sold it and you believed you've created something, it's very difficult to turn around a year later and find that it completely faltered without you. And that does make you question the validity of your product or your project or your vision. And one of the things that I've come across in relation to leadership itself is that leaders don't create followers. They create more leaders. Probably the biggest challenge for Ralph Smedley in the beginning would have been learning that particular difference. Because in the beginning, he was creating followers of a vision that was worth following for sure. But what he needed to leave behind him in each of the YMCA's that he moved on from was more leaders who could take his concept and develop it in his absence and stay linked into him. And it takes a huge amount of strength and belief and passion to keep going when you've watched something you believe in break and fail without you. What would Ralph Smedley change about Toastmasters? <laughs> I dare not answer that. I wonder what he would think, though. I wonder if he were to look at us now, if he were to look at our structures, if we were to look at the technology that has been brought into Toastmasters, I wonder would he feel that the core of his concept and belief has been preserved? I think possibly yes, but if not, what would he change? It's even difficult to imagine how different Toastmasters is in the last 50 years, let alone the last 90 years. And in the last 50 years, the growth in technology and industry and communication and the contraction of our world as we know it wouldn't even compare with what had happened in the prior 40 years. I wonder what Ross Medley would see if he looked at us now and what keeps him coming back. <laughs> what kept him coming back? I'd like to believe that it's the same thing that keeps us all coming back. Fellowship, camaraderie, trust, support, and most of all, permission to shine. Ralph Smedley left the YMCA in 1941 so that he could devote himself full-time to Toastmasters International. Throughout the war years, he operated the organisation out of a small office. And then when the war ended, a new secretary 
replaced Smedley and Smedley remained active as educational director for the rest of his life as well as a permanent member of the board of directors. In 1950, he wrote Beyond Basic Training, and also in 1950, the Illinois Wesleyan University recognized Smedley's service to mankind by conferring upon him the honorary degree of LHD, Literarum Humanorium, or Doctor of Humane Letters, and Santa Anna named a junior high school after him in 1955. In 1956, Toastmasters itself gave Smedley the title of Honorary President and Lifetime Board Member. The Santa Ana Toastmasters Club renamed itself the Smedley No. 1 Club in honour of its founder. And a photograph of Ralph C. Smedley and the original club charter are placed on an empty chair near the lectern to represent his continuing inspiration. This started at Club No. 1 and several other clubs around the world also chose to honour Ralph Smedley in this way. Unfortunately, in the summer of 1964, Smedley's health began to decline. He was confined to a medical facility and died on the 11th of September 1965. In 1970, Toastmasters International admitted its first female member, Helen Blanchard, under the name Homer Blanchard. In 1973, Toastmasters began officially admitting women and in 1985, Helen herself became Toastmasters' first female international president. Dr. Ralph C. Smedley left us not only the legacy of Toastmasters, the organisation, but several writings. Some of his works are... The Amateur Chairman, Speech Evaluation, The Art of Constructive Criticism, which was 1940, The Voice of the Speaker in 1949, Speech Engineering, 25 Ways to Build a Speech, 1952, The Great Peacemaker, 1955, which I've already talked about in another show, and which focuses on the life of General Henry Martin Robert, who was the author of Robert's Rules of Order. Smedley's interest in General Robert continued for the rest of his life. Some of his other works are Basic Training for Toastmasters in 1956, The Story of Toastmasters, Reminiscences of the Founder, 1959, Beyond Basic Training in 1961, The Advanced Speaker, in 1963. Join us again at the same time tomorrow for part three when Sharon will be talking about what Dr. Smedley had to say about leadership. See you then. The talk show for talkers is published every week in sections at 4 p.m. every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.